0: Six, five, four, three, two, one. you'll never have secret stone <laughs> oh, this, you crazy mother broadcasting to a worldwide audience since 2014 you're about to experience raw and real and now here's your host CJ Ripka I just love getting a little funky at the beginning of the show. You know, for a long time, I didn't know exactly where I was going to go with the show. So I had a million different intros and I finally found this one that kind of got me into the groove and just kind of got me feeling the way I wanted to feel. And uh, tonight is kind of a similar story. I've got a gentleman with me who has been kind of one of those types of inspirational people to me in my career in podcasting he has made a lot of impact on how I've done things through the years Now we were talking before the show and we both discovered that uh, we've both been doing this for about four years and here's the thing in four years so much changes. Uh, we were discussing changes he's made I've and changes I've made and uh, one of the thing you know, it's it's just it's bound to happen we evolve as you become more professional in what it is that you're doing. So tonight's guest is none other than Joe Pardo. He has been featured in or on numerous of media outlets, such as Entrepreneur Magazine, The Huffington Post, Fox News, Rutgers University, Princeton TV, and many, many podcasts and other media outlets. He is the host of the business podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo, and is the founder of the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. In March of 2016, Joe and his lovely wife Melissa became proud parents to a beautiful little girl, Ava, who you can see in many of this Proud Daddy's video. Tonight we get to open another chapter in Joe's story and talk about a new book, Sales Won't Save Your Business. Well, thank you, Joe, for coming on. Uh, did I forget anything? Did I miss anything? What did
1: I, uh, I Well, I mean, we just had a new baby, too.
0: <laughs> oh, and another. Oh, shoot. I a
1: just
0: had another new baby. So, two. There's two Pardo's.
1: Yes. Two babies. <laughs> it's all good. It's all two good. Two little little Dominic, month old. Month old to, today? Today's the sixth, right? Yeah, month old today.
0: And Avis has a birthday coming up.
1: Yeah, on the sixteenth of March. Uh, oh. Or wait, oh yeah, yeah, sixteenth of March. Uh, um, it's well two years old. It goes quick. It goes too quick.
0: Yeah, you know, I remember uh, March two thousand sixteen, and the photos that you were putting up. I specifically remember some of the photos you were putting up, and it was you looked so tired, but yet, I, I was so so proud, and it was it was seeing that in. I mean, I had, I had followed you before that, but it was seeing that in that transition that you made that really impacted me. And it is not only seriously, not only how I did what I do outside of the family, but it, it impacted me so much that it changed some of the things that I did inside my family, because I'm the father of two daughters that are both teenagers and over the years, I realized that there comes a certain point where fathers kind of disconnect a little bit from their children. And I was having that, that disconnect. And after seeing how you uh, interacted with your daughter, it reminded me that, hey, I need to be present. I need to do things. So thank you, thank you for inspiring me to be a better father.
1: Dude, you're going to make me cry here. This is the, the, I, I really appreciate that. It's uh. You know, it's, she, she reminds me every day of like, you know, learning to learn and learning to, to have, you know, find patience and discover, uh, new things about myself and, and about my, you know, the way I think and feel. And, and even, you know, I'm constantly learning, uh, just from watching her and how, uh, I need to watch what I do, what I say, my mannerisms. I mean, like something as little as like I had, I I had an icy and I was like tapping it on the table to like get it to you know all the ice to shift down so I could suck it up, and and then all of a sudden she starts banging her cup and it's like oh it's like she didn't she didn't have the context
0: right. she didn't
1: know <laughs> like there's a reason I did it it wasn't just because I'm trying to break the table or break the cup. Um, <laughs> So, you know, those types of things are really pretty magical. And and to now have a, uh, have a son, it's, it's incredible. The reason though I was so tired was so Melissa, my wife um, lost like three bags of blood, right? Like a couple hours after she gave birth. So she was like super weak and wasn't able to take care of Ava or do anything, even get out of bed uh, during our time in the hospital. So it was all on me and it was just me and her a lot of the time. And I couldn't even order food to the room. So I had to wait until uh, people would come and visit during the day so that I could go down to the cafeteria to get food. Cause they, they only brought one tray of food to the, to the, to the rooms and I couldn't leave Melissa by herself. So, you know, I was just super, super out of it like i it was like it's probably, it was probably like the roughest like three and a half days of my life um, to 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 go through that, so I was really not looking forward to being in the hospital this time around. Fortunately, everything came out fine uh, came out ten point two pounds fine uh, in about twenty minutes with no blood lossage lo- lossage loss lot lots lot i don 't know no no blood loss. <laughs> And uh and it, it just worked out really well. So I'm super grateful for that. Not just for Melissa's health and our, my sanity, her sanity, and um just everything. It just was really nice to uh for it to work out that way.
0: So now I read about you that in, in the book because I got the you were nice enough to let me see the first thirty pages, and that you're a sixth generation business owner. Uh what was that what was your childhood like what How did that kind of influence you growing up
1: yeah a bit, a, a lot, <laughs> a lot. so there was a couple of things that influenced me uh a a bit like big time growing up uh, growing up in the family business, I started working there when I was about six years old. also when I was about six years old, my family got divorced. My mom and my dad got divorced um, and a weird thing for i guess for most kids. To know at the time, so I was six years old and I was like, hey, uh, I know I'm supposed to go into the family business. I like, you know, I'm the only boy in the family. Like I am supposed to take this thing over. Uh, That was my thinking at the time. And, and I was like, but I want to be a child psychologist. And I remember vividly like crying on my grandparents floor because I was upset that I couldn't, um, that I was like, but but I can't go be a child psychologist because I had to take over the family business. And the reason I wanted to be a child psychologist was I wanted to help other kids going through divorce like I was. Um, so that, like that, that dream kind of got squashed once I realized that I really didn't like school and I didn't want to go to school for like <laughs> ten years, right? Um, so growing up in the family business, though, uh, you know, sweeping floors when I was little, counting inventory uh you know straightening up shelves things of that nature checking in inventory and just and just being around it um like not all the all the time but but quite a bit um really helped shape my future and and the things that i think about and things like that another thing that helped though with the with the business aspect of of it was um you know I love technology, and, and I was fortunate enough to, to have a, my grandfather he was big into technology he was ahead of the curve um, back in you know the very early '90s with, with early computers and things of that nature, early servers uh, in the business and he, you know between him and and one of my best friend's dad's growing up, he was like an i t guy, so he had computers at his house. I was fortunate enough to get some old, like, DOS computers when Windows 95 was the thing, uh, you know, and, and then eventually DOS computers I could run Windows 3.1 of all things. Uh, so, so that technology really um, helped me. It, it taught me how to think, right, problem-solve and things of that nature. Uh, and then I, I, I give a lot of credit to... Um, uh, will write for for SimCity and and like specifically like SimCity 2000 because like that that stuff just I just ate it up like I I just love the idea of you know crunching numbers and solving problems and g- growing and helping people all along the way. Um. So so yeah, I mean for me like. I didn't know uh that I was gonna go in like into the family business necessarily until it was like maybe in my te- like mid teenage years. Because at the age of ten, I also fell in love with DJing. And as you can see behind me, I have my turntables and there's a bunch of records. And um when I finally became about 17 years old, uh I was a- I able was able to meet the right people and and was able to make that dream come true. So uh, you know, it worked out really uh worked out really well, but, but, but even though I was DJing, like it, the, the goal really at that point was like, okay, I'm, I'm at my family's business and I'm working there and I'm learning all this stuff and having a pretty good time. So, you know, I, I stuck with it for, for a handful, about seven, uh, no, about about 10 years before I, I wound up leaving from the time I went full time after just after high school.
0: So where did, is that where, you I guess the question I'm trying to ask is, so when did you feel that it you it, it was your turn you you had to become that entrepreneur you you set out on your own entrepreneur journey
1: so about four years before, so like starting in like two thousand and ten um I started to like get started to have like these doubts of whether or not I wanted to uh to continue to work there if I wanted to go back to school I had a couple of friends that were like hey you know you should go back to school and do but I'm like I don't know what I want to go back to school for and and I just kind of like was really wishy-washy for for about four years and um actually was probably probably even like 2009 but then in 2013 um, I think I had just had enough. I, I was like really burnt out. I had just gotten done um, or I was in the process of doing this really large inventory overhaul and and working with uh, a lot of people in our in our organization to make this happen. Uh, we had a lot of dead old inventory we had way more inventory than we needed, and the old logic was like, Oh well, you know if it 's on the shelf, then I, when I sell it two years later, I paid a lesser price than you can pay for it now and And like, that's awesome. But like you still paid rent, everything in my world, everything pays rent. If it's not paying rent in a necessity, um, or, or in pleasure, then it, then it needs to go right. Everything takes up space and that space has a square footage dollar value assigned to it because you're paying a mortgage or you're paying rent. Um, so it's got to pay its rent. And at the end of the day, we, we wiped the, uh, we went from like $6 million in inventory down to two and a half million dollars in inventory. Um, and and yeah it was it was pretty incredible because we did that in less than two years um by a year and a half by or actually by a year's time we were down to like i want to say it was like oh about three and a half and i was like okay well and i was like oh that's amazing it's amazing i'm like yeah we still got another like million to go i mean we're, we're ordering every single month and you know we were still ordering as much as we were ordering before. So it's a, it's a large complex issue. I, I did like a whole YouTube video on it. So I don't want to bore everyone with it, but, but like I, that's what burnt me out. And, and at that point it was, I was coming home and I was frustrated every single day. Cause I had to deal with these people that didn't understand what I was doing and putting together, you know, we built an algorithm to to calculate the inventory on a, on a regular basis. And, had having our, our nine other locations shipped back to our main warehouse and things of that nature, just, it, it just burnt me out. So, so at that point, um, in 2013, I went over to my dad's house and I told him I'm, uh, I'm going to start going back to school, which for me, I'd only gone to school for like one semester back when I got out of high school. So it was a pretty big deal for me to say, I'm going back to school.
0: Yeah, I can understand that because uh, I kind of did the same thing. I went into the military, got out, then I went to school. Um, after trying to go through school for a semester, for some for some reason, school was not for me. Um, it just, I, I mean, I played I played baseball for the college. I did all these things, even though I was in athletics, collegiate athletics. It just wasn't for me. I couldn't keep up with the schoolwork. It was just like it was boring. It it had no. I can't say that it wasn't challenging because it was because getting up at eight o'clock to get to a, a class at eight 30 was challenging for me. That was probably the only part that was challenging, but you know, I, I, I know where you're going though. Cause sometimes school is that safety net, especially if you're young. Um, mm-hmm. Is that kind of how you saw it or it, you kind of fell back into it? Maybe it wasn't a safety net at the time. But is that kind of how it feels now? Is it was kind of a safety net to kind of break away from that family business? Uh,
1: for me, it was I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. I like I know uh, at the time, like I, I really had no idea. Um, so I was like, if I go back to school, I can you know get continue my business administration degree. It was about ten years. It was almost ten years. So had I waited another year to do so, I would have lost credits that I had from when I went first time so I was like oh it makes sense even though it wasn't like a tremendous amount of credits in the grand scheme of things um it, it worked out and you know for me no excuse me for me going to school was like uh, it it was kind of something to just do to be like well I'm at least I'm working towards something in the meantime because you know if and anyone who works in a family business or even works in um maybe not so much in a business that they like got into when they were young and then they just worked there for a bunch of years. But with, with a family business, like, think about this. If you have a resume and I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. So I'm like, okay, I have a resume, but it has literally like one job on it. <laughs> you know, one, one place that I grew up through the ranks. And my last name is, is the first name in the business that probably doesn't look that good, right? Like, it, it's not going to probably win me any awards. So so I'm like, all right, what what am I supposed to do? All right, I need, I need to get a degree. Because at the time, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go to school, try to get this degree. Um, in the meantime, I actually went and I did some networking events. And one of the networking events I did was um, in sports. because so I was like, oh, I really love sports. And like, I would love to get in like sports management. Let me go network with some people. And one of the people I ended up becoming friends with that night uh, is, is in the ECHL. So it's a, it, like, it's the minor league for the NHL. So like NHL, AHL, ECHL. And, uh, and he's like a really high up dude in there. In fact, I have an interview with him on my show. He was like one of the first like 20 episodes or something like that. Uh, Ryan, anyway, he, uh, he let me know by the end of that night, cause we happened to, we just hit it off talking about hockey and, and then we ended up going to watch the Sixers game, at the because it was at the uh, Sixers game, the event. Um, and then we went, ended up walking out in the parking lot talking more. And he's, he told me, Dan, he's like, Joe, I don't think sports is for you. He's like, it doesn't sound like – he's like, it sounds like you value your time too much. And, like, this, in the sports world, it doesn't matter if, like, you got something going on, your grandmother's dying. Like, you got to be – if the team is, like, on the road, then that's where you got to be. You know, it's, a, it's an away game. So, deal with it um so he's like i he's like i just don't think that this is really something that you're gonna want to do um so i